going on everybody welcome to another episode of your intention matters the podcast thank you very much for freeing up the time my name of course is still paul madat today i have kim messenger she is sales director coming to us from a company called pandel in cowtown lived there for a couple of years in calgary kim how's the weather it's mid-february talk to me the weather's okay. It uh, wasn't a couple weeks back. It was rough. It was rough. My dogs wouldn't go outside. I wouldn't go outside. But no, this this today is actually quite beautiful, sunny and nice, and uh, not too bad a temperature. And it was rough by like northern Canada standards. Rough. Really rough. Oh, you bet. It was bad. It was icy and snowy and everything. All of the the terrible conditions that you could think of. We had them all in two weeks. You bet. Well, I heard that, and of course, as we were talking before I hit record here, I let you know that I lived in Calgary for two years, and I always remember the winter months. While we'd have those frigid days, it was always sunny, which you know gave you a false sense of like. It's not that bad out, even though it really is. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. When you have to get gas or you dread all those types of activities, that's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Well, listen, Kim, thanks <laughs> so much for being here. Say hi to everybody. Provide a quick intro and let's get ready to go. Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Kim Messenger. I am the sales director at Pandel based in Calgary, as Paul alluded to, and I'm happy to be here. Wonderful. Uh, Kim, married, divorced, both, mom. No, I am. Uh, I am the only parent to three three kids, two of which are adult adult children at this point. But yep, uh, it's just me and the kids and, awesome. and our horses and dogs. You bet. Amazing. I can't wait to hear this. And this is going to be fun. So let's get into it then. So, you know, Kim, as we were talking about before I hit record here, the title of the podcast is called Your Intention Matters. And that's really built on my foundation that nothing is really given to any of us. And it all starts with what's up top with mindset and intention. And I'm looking forward to you sharing your story. Are you ready to go? You bet. Okay, good. So let's go back in time here. That's what we do on this podcast here. Let's go back to mid-late 90s. Where were you at then? Sure. So mid-late 90s, I'm just finishing up high school working for my parents' uh, software company. So they, you know, I was I was blessed to, to be born into a family of entrepreneurs. And mm-hmm. my dad actually had a software company that he rose up, um, you know, and in, in, in Kelowna, BC. So not in Calgary. I, I was actually raised in Kelowna or West Kelowna, actually. Beautiful, beautiful place, smaller beautiful. town. Yeah. So um, that's where I was at that time and ended up, uh, you know, working there in all sorts of roles at the software company. Uh, and, you know, at that point, actually, Actually, I, I renewed someone's tech support package on, on, you know, on a service call that I was doing. I think I had an extra eight bucks on my paycheck, and that was what sold me on going into sales. I thought, this is awesome. Commissions are great. I need to spend more time there. So, you know, long story short, I, I ended up having a son, uh, you know, as I just came out of high school and started working in sales and, and uh, building my career from there. You know, let me ask you about that. So I have a brother who's 10 years younger than I am, and he has two kids and he, he became a dad in, uh, in university in his early 20s, 20 or 21, but it wasn't exactly planned. And of course, it ended up being a wonderful thing. But at the time, um, was that a scary thing for you at the time being so young and getting ready to be a mom? 
Yeah, you know what it was, and I was really fortunate to have a real supportive network around me, you know, from my family to my friends and everybody in between. But yeah, it certainly was because I had lofty goals, you know, I I'd planned to go into law school after high school, you know, things of that nature. And, you know, it wasn't really the case. And I, I knew I wasn't going to be going back to, you know, to university for five, yeah. 10 years, whatever it, it wasn't going to happen. So, I mean, I'm grateful for this life that this, this career is built for me and, and my kids, you know, and, you know, and, and I didn't want to just make it, I didn't want to just sort of right. survive it. I wanted to provide a really nice life. And, you know, we've traveled the world. We have great houses, the best schools. Um, my son's a competitive athlete, you know, all through high school and, you know, so being able to do that and then also give them my time, uh, to take care of them, you know, and to be there as their, their mom. So, right. you no, know, it was, it was scary though, for sure. But, you know, I think if you, if you put your, if you align yourself and, and like you said, you have the right intention, you can really build out the the stepping stones to get you where you want to go. Well, that's, that's really great to hear because, you know, like essentially you're just a kid you're, and you're getting ready to have a kid. Good thing you had support around you. And it sounds like you had a, you know, a pretty healthy, uh, you know, network and base that can kind of support you. And so um, you mentioned that, you know, you were working with your family's business. Um, wh wh what happened there? Why did you know? Why did you not stay there? Yeah, that's a great question. So my, uh, and it was great experience, but I think we all sort of had this I, I don't know whether we spoke it or whether it was just sort of a rule that we sort of stay there for about two years and then we mm. move on and, you know, you get your foundation in place, but to, to merge family and business isn't, you know, it's tricky in, in every way. And my, actually my oldest brother ended up taking over that company and he's a very successful businessman as well. Very similar to my career. Uh, you know, he's high in technology. Now he consults and he works with some really impressive leaders and, Anyway, he um, he sold the company and and we kind of all moved away from that one. But to spend, I, I actually made my my entire twenties the journey of my twenties. I would deliberately spend between one and two years in every role because of the end result that I wanted, which is where you know I'm almost there today. Um, as far as, you know, my career uh, development plan was concerned. So to just grow from, from those organizations and then shift to another one, because I wanted to be able to sell uh, all types of software solutions from three to $400, you know, subscription fees per month up to the multi-million dollar deals, long, short selling cycles, all sorts of industry sectors. And to have that, that, you know, wide and deep within my career. So that's what I did throughout my twenties. So I was just there two years and then I moved on to the next. You know, I'm fascinated by that, that that was by choice, not really a, a choice that was in yours. And so talk to me about that because, you know, on, on the outside, you're a single mom, you're responsible for either one or more at this point in your life. The, the the safer road was, would seem like let's just stay at a company let's keep getting paid and yeah. let's have a job and let's keep doing it talk to me about the desire to go no i'm going to keep you know building and going on because there's risk there when you change that there's definitely risk yeah, absolutely that's that's a good point you bring up so again like i i began my career with the end in mind. So I was going to work as a sales rep. I wanted to specialize in SaaS solutions or in software sales. So sales rep, senior account executive, you know, then the management roles, director VP level, which I'm at today. And then ultimately I just want to consult right on, you know, that'll be kind of my retirement plan. Yeah. So, you know, but you're right. So this is uh, and, and it would, I remember getting some of those big commission checks because you're just into the money at that 18 
you know, 12 to 18 month mark in a lot of these jobs that I had, um, you know, throughout my 20s. And it was a little scary to leave. And but I knew that I would go on to a, a well thought out opportunity. So they're not just any opportunity, I would I would strategically seek them out, that would be, um, you know, a new vertical that would, you know, really grow my skills. So it was it was a big strategy. But then I kind of go back to the beginning, and I catch up again. And I knew looking at my big picture, that's what I needed in order to get to where I am today and be as successful as I've been. Ah, all right. And so when did you leave Kelowna? Because like, why would you leave Kelowna? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I left uh, 10 years ago. This is my 10th year in Calgary. Yep. Yeah, 10 years. And for nine of those years, I've been at Pandel. So for nine years, I've, I've been working at the same company. But yes, I left 10 years ago for the uh, Yellow Pages group of companies uh, sales training contract, and which was a, a bit of a different vertical away from software solutions. So that was just one year. And uh, also at that time, I brought Groupon into Calgary at the same time. Um, so I was working out of Chicago for that deal. Uh, but yeah, it was it was an interesting transition. But I I'm of the mindset that for my career and what I do and to spend as much time with my family, I I really need to live in a city of a, you know, or or within an hour of a city of a million people or more is kind of my goal. So it was Vancouver or Calgary and I chose here. All right. And so the move to Calgary, I mean, I I lived there for two years. Uh, I've been to Kelowna a couple of times to visit and things like that. And I've been to Vancouver many times to visit, but you know, when you, when it's one thing to visit a city, it's, it's another thing to actually pick up and move there was the transition to Calgary as you thought, was it easier? Was it harder? Cause it, it's a, just a different lifestyle a little bit in versus Kelowna. Yes, for sure. You know, this city is so progressive. I mean, we've had a rough couple of years. There's no question, you know, with energy and, and everything that's gone on with COVID like the rest of the world, but our oil prices and, and such yeah. have been really challenging for, for organizations, but no, the, the move itself, it was tough leaving my family, you know, cause I, I was, I relied on them a lot. I still do, you know, we still connect a lot and my sister's here, which has been, I've been really grateful for that. Um, but no, the, the transition, I think it was okay, but I, I didn't view it as being permanent, to be honest. I thought we'd be here for one or two years of and then we, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you know, then you here you two are, years three and years. You're gone, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the connections, the business connections and, you know, just, I mean, the city, the city in general, it's, there's a, there's a vibe with the city that's, um. I think it's second to none in the world, but you know, in the, in, when I was in Kelowna too, I mean, I was working for companies out of uh, Dallas, Texas for a while um, in Houston and in Vancouver, and I was just commuting all the time. Mm. So, but not to say I haven't been in Calgary as well. I I'm down in, typically I'm down in Texas, you know, 10 times a year, but right. yeah, it's been, it's been good. Okay. So you, you, you go to Calgary with yellow pages. And so I know yellow pages to be, you know, very good company. I'm sure they've gone through several paradigm shifts as an organization, given, you know, the way the world is shifting with media and digital and so on. Right. But you're working for like a, a rather large size company. Was the intention always a contract or was the goal to, to lay a foundation there? And so wh- why only eight or nine months there? Yep. So it was always a contract for me. I never had planned long-term goals around that, that business at all, but I thought it was a, an interesting stepping stone because it worked well with the Groupon contract that I received as well. Mm. So they were, they were similar verticals, you know, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting, you know, they did a good job of transforming their business at that time. They were still handing out phone books, you know, and that it was, that was the year that they went away, but it was taking their sales team and, and really shifting everything that they did. And, selling these print ads over into digital space and it was challenging. It was good. And a lot of good people there, you know, good, uh, 
good leadership and no, it was, it was a good eight or nine months, but yes, that, that was it. I never, um, I, I had always planned that that was the time when I was winding up with them. Did, did Pendel find you or did you find them? They, oh, it was that actually it was mutual. I found them, but it was mutual contacts that we had. And I started as a, as a junior sales rep there. Like I just came in as, as just basic sales in promoting their software solutions. But my, my, you know, my experience had really fit well to that role. And, you know, I've definitely, uh, you know, and brought up my career with, with them. And as an, as a, as an employer, it's been good, but yeah, we, I think we kind of found each other. I don't know if the position was posted or not. I can't recall so long ago now. Your transition from yellow pages contract into Pendo, was there a gap in between your employment or was it pretty much like your, your last day's Friday, you're starting on Monday or what was yes. it like in terms of your transition? Yep. It was definitely no gaps. I've never had any gaps in my employment. Yep. So it was straight over. Okay. And was that vision two years as well? Because it's coming up on like nine. So no, you know what? It doesn't fall into your. It doesn't fall into your path. No, 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 not anymore. No, for sure, it wasn't. That was actually the the position I I chose them. There was three offers that I received actually. Now that we talk about this, there, you know, at that time, and and one of them actually was an enormous company, huge company and same in the software vertical, but a big company. And, and anyway, that was the, and I, I really knew at that point, you know, because of my movement that took place in my twenties, you know, I knew at that point what I was looking for in a new employer, like, where do I want to plant my feet? And I, the leadership team at Pendel, like they're, you know, it's like a family to me at this point, but I mean, very progressive organization and, you know, really strong leadership team. And they, they uh, really allow us to run in our roles, you know, no micromanaging takes place. There's, you're definitely not received as a number, you know, it's not that type of impression at all. So it was um, a really good fit at the beginning. I made way less money than I could have made it somewhere else, but it was a a long-term move for me. That was, this was the big one. This was the big one that, that bold uh, choice to plant my feet. You know, Kim, you're a mom of how many times? Three, did you say? Three kiddos, yep. So three kids. Okay, so my wife and I, we have two kids and they're only seven and five right now. But, you know, obviously they are significant factors in in what we decide to do and the impact it has on them. Where do we want to raise them? Where do we want them to go to school? What district? And et cetera, et cetera. As I think just about every other parent out there goes through the same thing. And so how did your your kids really factor into the move to Calgary and then your decision to maybe, you know, lay a better foundation or a longer foundation with Pendel or did it? They did. They did for sure. And so I've like my dad, when I was being raised by my parents, you know, they, they would bring us into a lot of business discussions. Mm -hmm. Like I sat around their software company boardroom table when I was 10 years old, Mm -hmm. you know, and they would share with us, you know, and we moved from Castlegar, BC and the Kootenays to uh, Kelowna to grow their business. Um, but yes, no, they, we, we did, we had a good sit down. So my son, like I said, he was, he was really into sports, um, AAA hockey and baseball. And so we saw Calgary as better opportunities for that. Um, and with my daughters, my one daughter was just little, she was only two when we moved over here. And mm. my other daughter, um, she, they, they didn't like the idea of leaving our family, but they also liked the idea of me progressing in my career. Cause they were proud of me, you know, like they've always been part of 
these decisions. So they see, you know, that I, I, this is the next step. This is the next step. And if I stayed in Kelowna, uh, you know, they, they knew what it would look like. Like I would be traveling a ton. I'd be gone all the time or, you know, weeks on end and they'd be staying with their grandparents, but they'd be missing their mom. So I think it was just our whole business case on, on work-life balance and, uh, you know, how I could be better positioned location wise to have a better life and future for them. You know, your, your sales career is one that I think probably uh, most would, um, would admire because you have experience both, in, well, in three different areas. One is an individual contributor in a few different companies, but also two, you have sales leadership experience and you also have sales training experience as well, right. which all three jobs are completely different skill sets and, and completely different requirements. But I'm curious about something in your, in your career up until this point. Uh, which role has been your favorite, the sales rep, the sales leader, or the sales trainer? Really good question. Boy, oh boy. So that's different. So the, the, uh, as a contributor, you know, I was consistently a top performer in every company that I worked with. And I love that. I love those commission checks. I liked being a lone wolf, right? right? I mean, just let me run. I will sell it. I will be fine. Just, this is what I need. Thanks so much. Ball. You know, Let's go. Yep, that's it. Let's just go. So that was, um, that, that feeling of those sales success with like just to win those deals was so huge. And I got so sharp with my strategies, um, that it became, you know, like, you know, just like breathing, like it was so easy for me in, in the organizations that I'd work with. It, it was, you know, I, I, I was good. I was good in that role and it felt good to be really good. So moving into management tough, right? Because now you're dealing with people really hard and really tough. Yeah. And, and I see a lot of companies do this and I laugh every time because I did it, but when they take their top performer and merge them into a management role, I'm sure you've seen it a lot too, Paul, like where, <laughs> you know, this happens and you think, just do what this guy does, show them what you do. And that's the way it's going to work. But the, the people side, uh, was tricky. And it took me a couple of years. But now, I mean, my team today is so senior, and they're all so strong. And, you know, it's like, it, we have just we, we jive together as a team so well that it's they're very easy. So that management component um, is, you know, it's, it's light, like we work so well together as a group. Um, but yeah, like out of out of all the jobs, I, I still think that I, I liked to actually be hitting the ground selling solutions. But now I, I share in the successes of my group. And, you know, I, I really feel proud of, um, you know, their accomplishments and what I've done to contribute to those accomplishments. As far as the training, they kind of go hand in hand with my management. You know, I, I bring in training as a, it's a culture at Pandel. Like we're, we don't have training moments. We kind of have movements that are yeah. always kind of gathering together for that. And, and I'm, I'm proud to be able to do that too. But I don't know, to watch them grow and evolve at this point is, is really exciting for me. Well, fantastic. Listen, Kim, it's been a lot of fun having you on. I've enjoyed your story and congrats on what you've been able to create uh, throughout your career, really when you got off to a unexpected start, right? Where you're thinking, okay, so I have this vision for law school. This is where I'm going. And you go, oh, okay. Um, somebody bigger than me had a different plan. Okay. Now, now what are we going to do? And you, you created just a great result in the end, which I'm sure was probably scary at the beginning. And then you figured it out. Now you're in Calgary doing a great thing. And, you know, I always like to ask anybody who's a guest on the podcast, if there was any piece of advice or feedback or anything that maybe has served you all, like if I ask you, like, what's been your foundation, what comes to mind? Yep, for sure. So one one quote that we live by as a family is, you know, is what you're doing today getting you closer to where you want to be tomorrow. You know, like that's that's it. And you just, you know, you play each day out with that in mind. And you know, like my 
like I told you, I moved around a bit at the beginning to try to grow that experience. Um, but one thing that I would do when I would go into those new companies is I would identify very quickly, who is your top performer? And it's usually not the person that approaches you and says, hey, welcome yeah. to the company. Let's go for drinks. It's someone that's sitting there, they're quiet, just head down doing their job. But that person, I would say, you know, can I take you for lunch? And right away, I take my notes and I just copy what they did. I mean, like what is going to, because I'm not there to reinvent yeah. the wheel. And then once I would ramp up, then I would start putting on my own strategies. I'd work a little bit harder than them. I mean, if they're doing 50 calls, I do 55, whatever. But I'd, I'd have a, a, this would help me to escalate my performance quickly in new companies. But then I also, I read a book a month for 36 months. And then wow. you can, yeah. So this, this was advice that I received where someone told me, um, you know, if you read a book a month for 36 months, you can deem yourself an expert in that thing. So I thought, okay, that's good. I need that. I need to call myself an expert in some. So it doesn't matter what it's on. Communication, sales, um, public speaking or presenting yeah. with influence, gardening, traveling Greece, doesn't matter. But so I did that as a habit, a book a month for 36 months on all areas of sales, business development, uh, and, and communication because it's such a huge part, writing skills, presenting. And that kind of continued. So I think I've got in my library here, you know, north of two, 300 books, wow. you know, that I've, yeah, like over the years, but this, you know, continuous learning, I think is real key. That's my foundation for sure. You know, Kim, last question for you. Uh, how did your life uh, change or how was it impacted when uh, things like instant messenger came out? Yeah. With different. your last name. No, no. With your last name. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Any impact there? With, <laughs> no. Uh, everybody's calling a messenger. You know what? They we hear it all the time. Like, don't shoot the messenger. Ha ha. Yeah, don't shoot and, the messenger. Oh yeah, I hear that one all the time. But no, it's to messenger, not as much, but messenger definitely comes up. That's a legit last name. That is our last name. <laughs> yeah, uh, one that I'm proud to have, that's for sure. Well, Kim, listen, thanks so much for for, for freeing up the time. I really appreciate getting, getting to know you. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate you too. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Listen, we're gonna wrap this episode up right now. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. We'll do it again next week. Be safe and let's go Leafs.